Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And here we go. Here we go again. Once again, this is a special episode, episode 100. This is it, huh? Kind of, well, kind of. The numbers got a little messed up when Apple Podcasts changed their format, and there was a number discrepancy between what we had and what Apple said we well, were at. And so I just accepted, I accepted defeat and just went with what they were saying because... My OCD wouldn't let me go the other way because it was one number off. Like I said, we were number. I think it happened around eighty something. Like I said, we were number eighty two. So was, this isn't. It, this is Apple's one hundred, not our one hundred. I can't remember which way it could okay. be. It could. It could be our one hundred and their one hundred one, or vice versa. We gotta be. We gotta go on our clock. That's the only thing. That I changed our clock. No, you can't do that. <laughs> this isn't the Mayan calendar. My it is. I changed it. You can't just pretend just because the world didn't end in 2012 that it means something else. It does mean something else. Now it's episode <laughs> in my world, I've come to terms with it. Okay. This will be episode 100. Well, people will be wondering why you're celebrating on one episode and I'm celebrating on another episode. <laughs> we'll have two episode 100s. But that'll, uh, yeah, but 102s, or no, 104. 
That's the two year mark. That's the two year mark. Yeah, one hundred <clears throat> is just some arbitrary just because yeah. it's a hundred, but Yeah. Dude, it's funny, man. It's two years a long time, but it's not it seems like we went to that Steve Maxwell thing way more than two years ago. I don't know about you. Does it to you? But if I think about it, man, it seems like it's like two years and I'm like, wow, I would have guessed at least three. Like No, I guess it seems about right if I really think about it. But two years, dude, that two years went by fast. Yeah. A lot's happened in that two years. No, a lot's happened in that time. So that's why you feel like it's a longer time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's been a full, like, definitely, uh, I know from a training standpoint when I look back and it's like, holy crap, it's only been two years. Like, how much that influenced and how far, like, what we were doing came. And it was funny, like, working with those guys that came to my camp this weekend, you know, I took them through the, uh, the ramping isometrics and so I was doing the 30, 20, 10, and then we went to the squat and I was kind of like playing around with some different like number scheme or, you know, different like time sets things. And so I had him do 20, 15, five on the squat. And that was perfect because, you know, any more than that, and it was going to start turning into a real shit show. And we've seen it turn into a shit show when you're doing 30, 30, 30. Yep. And so, uh, but yeah, and I was telling him that I was like, dude, I started out doing 30, 30, 30 on pretty much everything. We were just, that was it. That was it. We that was it. And you know, it's kind of surprising. We never thought about changing that up sooner. Well, I think that we both had the idea of we're going to follow the recipe. Yep. We're following the recipe and we're going to see how it tastes and we're going to see what we get from it. And then once we thought... You know, at least for me, I felt like once I really understood the recipe, I felt like, okay. Now I understand it. Yeah, now I kind of, yeah, you know, and it's like you start to realize, you know, this doesn't quite, like, maybe I can make this taste a little bit better. Yeah. Like, what's my goal here? Well, my goal is to create as much tension as possible. Well, fatigue is the enemy of, of that, right? As soon as I feel fatigue, then that means that my tension levels are starting to drop off. And so, you know, that's why you want the time on the ramping isometrics to almost be, you feel like too short, you know, they end and you're like, ah, oh, I wish I had just a little bit more. Whereas like the, the banded stuff, the time stuff, like you want to end, like you want to hit that failure where you're just like, oh my God, I, I, I don't know if I can survive and then it's done and you're just collapsing into a heap. So, but that's two different things. Like you're the, you want that length of time, you want the fatigue with the longer ones because the fatigue forces the body to figure out a better recruitment pattern and figures out a better, like how do I hold myself in this position better because I'm fatiguing. It forces it to be more efficient, but you don't want the fatigue when you're working on creating tension. And so it's almost like two different goals that you're trying to achieve uh, with the two types of isometrics. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's what we were, uh, what I was showing those guys. but. It's pretty interesting. Like when I think about it, I'm like, man, it's, it's a pretty fucking cool system that I think I've come up with, like combining the banded stuff, especially the banded and reps and the ramping and kind of some of the different time things. And it's like, cause what it is, is isometrics. Everyone knows isometrics are good, but why don't, why don't you use them? Like, why haven't you used them before? I, I mean, I was aware of them slightly, like I'd heard the word before, but just I had never had anybody explain them to me, the benefits to me, and how easy they were to implement. You know, they were just kind of foreign. Yeah. Like, you hear it, and you're just... But I never thought of investigating it. I never had anybody I respected, like, hey, man, try these. 
That, that's probably why I never implemented them. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're kind of impractical or in a lot of ways. They're just like uh, inaccessible for mm-hmm. a lot of people because you hear about them. And then if you do see stuff, it's like, wait a minute. How do, how am I supposed how to do I, how do I put this? that into my yeah. program? Like, how does this work? And so, uh, yeah. And then a lot of, um, I think I mentioned this before, like, you know, like the power rack was actually created for isometrics. Like that's why it has the pins at the different mm -hmm. heights. It was to do isometric holds and pulls at different positions within your squat bench and, uh, and deadlift. And so, you know, that was the other thing I was, I was pointing out to him is that, you know, we look at strength athletes and how do they use isometrics? Well, and this is what kind of makes it confusing is like, well, they're doing isometrics and they're doing their other lifts, right? They're still doing their other lifts. And so you think that like, well, if I'm going to use isometrics, you know, I've got to fit it in with my other workout, my regular workout, right? Mm -hmm. But you forget that like, well, no, 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 Uh, uh, an Olympic lifter, a power lifter, like lifting weights is their sport. So they're not, they're not doing isometrics and lifting weights. They're doing isometrics and then practicing their sport. Right. Their sports just the lifting sport, weights. The sports lifting weights. Right. So, but that's what they're doing. They're doing isometrics plus their sport. And, you know, I, w- I was thinking, you know, it's funny. I was kind of thinking along that same lines the other day. is because a lot of what we get from uh, a lot of stuff that we go to when we want to design our workout programs, and, you know, to benefit us as athletes in other sports, we always go to the weightlifters, the Olympic lifters, the power lifters. But that's where people get lost a lot is they forget that is that person's sport is lifting the weight. Right. And so it skews. What they are trying to accomplish is different than what an athlete in jiu-jitsu is trying to accomplish. And so it, it gets a little, there's some gray area, some fogginess. Yeah. And it's hard to distill what the good stuff out. I mean, it's all good stuff depending on your your, your desired outcome, but... The stuff that's best for you, it's hard to kind of figure out like, okay, this is why they're doing this. I can kind of do the same thing, but I have a different goal. So yeah, it's, it takes, man, it takes a lot of years of playing and experimenting and beating the shit out of yourself unnecessarily. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, man, people get obsessed with those, those numbers Mm -hmm. and uh, it's like, if I'm going to be strong, you know, then I need to be able to deadlift or squat or bench like X amount of weight and it's like man that's that weight should be a byproduct of other things like we were kind of talking about this before the podcast you know it's like with jujitsu it's like you know yeah you may be using your your foot or your hand or something but like it's doing that because you're you're turning your shoulders or you know you're doing something else that causes that to happen if you focus on just like pulling with your hand or kicking with your leg or whatever it is you're gonna miss the actual thing that's causing it, right? You're focusing on the wrong thing. And so that's the same thing. If you're a jujitsu athlete or any sort of athlete and you're focusing on the numbers, it's like, you know, you're, you're, the numbers should be a byproduct. Like you're doing the right things that are making you stronger. And so you have that strength uh, that you can use in that way. But it's not just because you have that strength that you can fucking be a good, good athlete. It's, it's, you know, looking at it uh looking at it backwards mm-hmm. but yeah man it's just like in a technique in jiu-jitsu you focus on the wrong fight you fuck you fuck the whole technique up man <laughs> fuck the whole technique up so like what's the most important fight when it comes to your training or what you're trying to accomplish and so and i was like the other thing is like what is 
So so strength, right? So strength's important. I, we both still agree. Strength's Agreed. important, right? Yeah. So strength's important. It's that that you know the the analogy a lot of people like to use is that it's the glass that all of your other abilities go into. So like the the more strength you have, the bigger that glass is. So the more potential you have for power and you know on some level endurance. People forget it's not just endurance; it's strength endurance. People they just chopped off the fucking strength for for brevity's sake, but it's still strength endurance. So um, you still have to be strong. But what is the elemental, like, what is strength? Like, not, like, there. there's a, you know, you're looking at something, but it's made up of, there's an atomic structure of strength. What is the atomic structure of strength? It's tension. Like, that's that elemental, that's the atoms of, of strength. It's your ability to create uh, tension and, and uh, you know, using a tension pattern where, you know, you're, you're recruiting muscles in a, certain way you're relaxing other ones you know you're creating high levels of tensions and ones it's all the better your control of tension like the better strength potential you have mm-hmm. right and i think that's the point that we keep harping on with the isometrics is like when you really okay strength's important but what like the elemental nature of strength is not the deadlift you know and you peel back and you dig deeper into strength there's not a fucking little deadlifter in there like the deadlift is actually higher up the chain. Like that's a manifestation of strength. Of, of the tension. Of the tension. Right. Right. Exactly. But so what is the best way to work on tension? Isometrics. Isometrics. Like there's no fucking, it's not even a, a, a debate. And so, yeah, it's funny. I was like, I think I got that point through to them, you know, a couple times they would, you know, I'd be showing them something with a mace and they're like, oh, it's only 10 pounds. You know, don't you need more weight? And I'm like, it sounds like you're trying to get stronger. Like we took care of that earlier with the isometrics. Like, so why do you need a heavier mace again? You know, like you sure you've gotten you everything go, you can you out of this you one? Heavier, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But like that's that mindset though. If you're trying to use the mace to get stronger, well, you that's a different mindset than like I've already taken care of getting stronger. I've worked the elemental nature of strength, and now I just need to work on some movement and practice movement, work on perfecting movement, mastering my movement, and now that's a different goal. And that keeps you out of uh, danger from doing stupid shit that gets you hurt, like lifting too much weight or doing that extra rep because if I can get that five sets of five. I told myself I was getting five by five. Yep, yep, exactly. I I gotta get that fifth one. With this weight, because my volume, man, if I look at the numbers, I did this and this, and you know, if I don't increase the load, the, the intensity by, 5% 5% every week, then I'm off my Wasting numbers. My time. And then it's like, wait a minute, that's a power lifter. That's how a power lifter fucking lifts to peak for a meet. Are you a power lifter? No? Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? But, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 man. It was, uh, it's cool. I'm going to put together a program here in the next couple months, like with my system for isometrics. So my goal with it, really kind of going beyond just like mountain biking, is like, like making isometrics accessible to everyone making this is a practical way to use isometrics you've heard of isometrics you know that they are are important or you know they're they're uh you know, powerful things or whatever but you just don't know how to use you them. don't know how to implement them. right and in the absence of a simple easy way to use them you know what you're gonna do you're gonna say fuck it fuck it and do yeah. nothing and so if i can come up with a very simple but powerful way for people to start implementing and using isometrics either alone or as part of a, a bigger program then uh i don't know i think that, that's uh, i think i'll be doing a service it's funny that we jump right into this conversation because 
uh, one of my uh, routines on Sunday is I come up with my training program for the week. You know, and I always have kind of like a overarching, you know, six week or eight week, four week cycle, whatever I'm, whatever yeah. I'm working on. And uh, I, today I was just thinking about that. I, I was how I'm going to split it up. I got to get home when I get home today. I'm going to write it down, but I'm going to alternate and do like one day, like a movement based day. You know, like, you know, doing some back squats or front squats, whatever it is. And, you know, some other shit that day. You know, push, pull, hinge, squat, movement-based. So, on Mondays will be movement-based. Tuesdays are going to be isometric stuff. And then, and just alternating. And Wednesday will be movement-based. Thursday's isometric stuff. And that's how I'm going to do it all week, just alternating. Yeah. And I'm kind of excited about creating that. I was like, man, I think that's going to work out really good. Yeah. Because right. uh, yeah. I'll probably, like, on my, I'm already thinking, like, on my isometric days, I'll do some more movement-based warm-up type stuff. So, you know, like a jump rope or some burpees, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, you know, just get the heart rate up, break a little sweat, just feel good. And then, boom, do my isometric stuff, and then that's it for the day. Maybe some mobility stuff or whatever. But, yeah, I think there's something there. And uh, coming up with an easy way, like a program like that to implement, you know, you can just plug it right into your system. Yeah, that's, no, that's it. Like, you, you, you the, the movement-based stuff isn't a problem for people. Mm-mm. It's like, no, I got a million workouts yep. on that. Like, how do I do isometrics? And yep. it's like, well, here's, here you go. Like, this is, you know, the, the banded and the ramping, like, you know, they're, they're two different things. Like, you know, the banded is working on improving your recruitment pattern within the movement pattern. And then the ramping is working on your ability to create tension within that movement pattern. And then, uh, you know, so yeah, like, you know, these two and then you can add in other workouts around them or use them as a standalone but all you got to do is just take these two 20 minute workouts twice a week and watch the fucking magic happen Mm -hmm. and so and again like using um the because it really makes the more i think about it it, i'm gonna go ahead and say it it's fucking retarded to try and get stronger lifting weights (laughs) so i'll explain why it's retarded it makes no fucking sense if you think about it, all right? Because if, if I'm going to lift weights, I'm just talking regular lifting weights, right? Like just a regular deadlift, okay? If I, I'm going to put a bunch of weight on the bar, I'm going to lift that weight in an attempt to get stronger. And the reason is, is because, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link in the chain, right? And so when you're lifting a weight, you're only maximally loading, optimally loading one link in the chain right mm-hmm. there's only one point in your range of motion that's being optimally loaded the rest of it's being underloaded that's why you have a sticking point that dictates how much load you can use yep. right so you only have one link in the chain like if you need to work on that link or you need to figure out a way to optimally work on all the links because what happens with regular strength training with regular weightlifting is that you are now you're you're only optimally loading one link in the chain, but you're exposing all the other links in the chain to stress and injury potential, like unnecessarily. So like it's it doesn't if you really think about it, you sit back and like, okay, I need to get stronger. I need to strengthen either the weakest link in the chain, or I need to figure out how to strengthen all the links in the chain not just focus on one link in the chain while exposing all the rest to unnecessary stress and injury risk, right? Especially mm-hmm. if your sport's not deadlifting. If it's fucking, you're trying to, you're, what you're trying to do is improve your strength within the hip hinge movement pattern, 
which manifests as a deadlift mm -hmm. or other things. But that, that's your goal is really that hip hinge movement pattern. So you're trying to improve your strength in the hip hinge movement pattern. And if you're just lifting weights, it, you, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You're exposing yourself to unnecessary risk of injury potential, extra stress on the rest of the, the, the body when you don't need to. You can use isometrics to either target the specific weak link that you want to target. And once you strengthen the weak link, you strengthen the rest of the chain, right? There may be a new weak link in the chain, but the chain itself is now stronger and you can work on that. And if, and that's the easy way, that's the minimalist way for strengthening the chain. The bands are the accommodating resistance. So as you move, they get harder. So now you're actually optimally loading each link in the chain. And that's why West Side Barbell, you know, the, the chains, the bands, like that's what those things are doing. Besides the speed element is it's also optimally loading the entire range of motion instead of just optimally loading one point of it. And so if you're going to try to get stronger, it seems to make sense to either do strength training or use some sort of accommodating resistance that allows you to load the entire thing. So something like bands or whatever, but just like lifting heavy weights in an attempt to get stronger. Like I said, if you, you know, I'm, I'm open to argument over it, but if you sit back and you just kind of think about it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's been the way it's been done for decades. No, I know. And that's the way muscle and fitness told you how to do it. Well, that's the way you're still told, told to, to do it. it. That's why you should, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, it's it comes from, well, how do the, if, who are the strongest people in the world? And then how do they train? And we just, you know, you touched on that earlier. Like, well, that's their fucking sport. That's their sport. That's why they do these whole lifts because they're practicing their sport. They're not deadlifting. They're practicing their sport. And it's like, I tell people, like, you know, runners don't run for cardio. Runners run because it's their fucking sport. That's why they run so much. It's not cardio training for them. That's their sport. That's their That's sport. sport training. Right, exactly. Like, if you're an endurance athlete, you need to do a lot of your sport. Not because it's cardio training. Because that's your sport, and that's the best way to get in, like efficient at your sport. And efficiency is your key to endurance, or like that cornerstone of endurance. So, you know, same thing with jujitsu, man. What's the best way to get better at jujitsu? Do jujitsu. Do jujitsu. And if you're fucking beat up and sore from that heavy deadlifting session that you did the day before, it's gonna fuck your jujitsu. It's up. gonna bother your jujitsu. But if you did a ramping isometric workout an hour before you came in to roll, you've optimally loaded that weak link. You've strengthened the entire chain in the process as much as it fucking pains you to admit it, right? You did. You didn't have to move through the whole fucking chain to strengthen the chain. You just had to get the, the weakest link stronger. And, but now you're fresh and you feel good and you're able to roll and it doesn't bother you at all. Like, which approach is better? Mm -hmm. But, you know, people like to lift weights. I, I get like, it. I like to lift weights. I like to lift weights too. But like I said, it's you, you throw a little weight on, but you just understand like, I'm not doing this to get stronger. I'm doing it because I like to lift heavy weights. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to risk getting hurt over it. So, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Interesting. You know what I've been doing lately is uh, doing the, the ramping ISO, the 30, 20, 10, mm -hmm. you know, time frame. And uh, doing that on Bob, the grappling dummy. Okay, dude, yes. And so, dude, it's so good. Like, I'll do a, a mounted... You know, so just, just mounted on Bob, just squeezing, right? And so I'll do that. I'll throw a triangle on and just squeeze that. You know, just different, all different variations. Just using Bob, 
super grappling, grappling specific, just getting into position, just squeezing for that 30, 20, 10. Trying to get my legs and shit ready, you know, when I come back and can yeah. wrestle. Dude, yeah. that's funny. I did that. I did uh, <clears throat> my ankle lock hold. I would do the isometrics. When uh-huh. we came back from the Steve Maxwell thing, and it got me thinking about it. And I would do like a ramping iso. I wouldn't do like 30, 30, 30, but it would be the same thing. And uh, yeah, man, like just trying to rip the fucking ankle off. And just, <laughs> ah, so much tension. It's like you could never do that to Dude, a training no, partner. No, no I, way. I did that with a rear naked choke. I've, I try to break foam rollers. Just make, like I'll get a foam roller and yeah. wrap up the rear naked. It's almost like a really good diameter and wrap up the rear naked choke. And I just... I won't even set the timer. You know, I'll just, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to try to break this thing for as long as I can yeah. just <laughs> yep. try to go. Dude, it's so exhausting. Yeah. But man, yeah, that's a good way to build that positional strength. Yep. And it's it's funny. It's hard to explain to people when you're trying to coach uh, like ankle lock stuff is like, man, you're eventually and you should build a positional strength where like, dude, I can snatch your ankle and hold it with one hand. Mm-hmm. And you know it's an isometric hold, basically, is what you're doing. I get, and I don't shouldn't have to hold something else to. That's what makes you fucking dangerous with your uh, snatching up ankles. Mm -hmm. And but at first, people you don't have it, and so it not only do you have trouble holding, but as you try to extend and and bridge into it, your hand gets dragged down to your belly because you don't have the strength to keep it up in your in your chest. And then the fucking ankle lock's gone, but Thomas keeps going for it. So we're going to break him of that habit. So <laughs> if you're listening, Thomas, remember, hand in the belly button means the leverage isn't there. Gone, buddy. You may get a white belt who doesn't know what they're doing, but... Uh, if you happen to get your forearm right in somebody's Achilles, yep. just right, and you're strong enough, you can, can make it uncomfortable. It. You can make it uncomfortable. But you got to keep that hand in the chest. Yep. You got to keep that hand in the chest. And that's one of those 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 telltale things. Is like, hey, if my hand gets down to my belly, like odds are I've lost the leverage. And so I need to start looking for something else. Cause it, and again, I'm speaking from experience because I was the... I still am at times. You know, love to hang on to a good ankle. And, uh, but you hang on to it too long and you let them start coming up and get in position and you're screwed because man, you have a moment where you still have position. Like you can still come up and and make something good happen out of this ankle lock attempt, but you've got to recognize when you don't have it and and start moving and doing something else. So, but, uh, so that's my message. I don't know if Thomas listens to us or not. I don't know, but other people that, Maybe that train their dude. Pass the message on. Man, to Thomas, him. did you hear them talking about you? <laughs> no, what'd they say? Better go listen, buddy. Better go listen, buddy. That's right. That's what I want all you guys to tell them. Make them listen. Don't tell them what we said. You can you can even give him the timestamp if you want, but he's got to listen to us. That's right. Got to get the, the advice straight from us. But uh, anyways. anyways. Speaking of jiu-jitsu, dude, I'm pumped. Um, ADCC's next weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening, uh, you know, Flow Grappling. They got their uh, podcast. It's called Fistful of Collars. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. No. It's a pretty decent podcast. That's um, funny. You know, it's 100%. We say we're a jiu-jitsu podcast, and we talk like 30% jiu-jitsu, and the rest is bullshit. They talk pretty much 100% jiu-jitsu. And uh, they had like an ADCC preview episode that just came out last week, a couple days ago anyways. You just listen to that and get you pumped. Like, there's going to be some serious match <clears throat> matchups, and it's I'm gonna I re up my flow grappling membership just so I can watch those matches. Got any predictions for us, dude? I'd have to look at the bracket because they don't put the brackets out. 
They they have right. the, they have everybody who signed up in the weight classes, but then they don't release the brackets until. But do you have week. anyone that you think like regardless of bracket, it's like this dude's like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who he gets lined up with, like they're gonna, I think they're gonna win the whole fucking division. So tough. It's it, there's so many good guys, man. Like it's it's. Yeah, no, it's I'd definitely stacked. I'm just, I'm just wondering. I mean, because I'll, I'll admit, man, you follow the game and you've been in the game like way longer than mm-hmm. I have. And so, uh, you know, I definitely, I'm just like, I know Josh Hanger and Craig Jones, you know what I mean? Like, I recognize names, um, but there's a lot of people that I, I, I'll admit, like, I don't, either I don't recognize or I don't know a whole lot about. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but obviously if they're in ADCC, like, they're one of the top fucking 16 grapplers on the planet in yeah. their weight division. Um, but uh, Yeah, because I, I would have to say, yeah. Again, I might be a little off my weight classes, but like the under 66, because it's 66, 70, you know, kilos. Yep. 66, 77, 88, 99. I think, you know, uh, what, what Meow Brothers, under 66, yeah, I'd have to vote for him, you know, on that weight class. But he's still getting above that, dude. I think the, which I was looking at the names in the 77. Dude, it's insane, the guys that are in there. You know, I think that's the one with like Wagner and stuff. And I, I'd do Wagner, like, I'd root for Wagner, but I don't know, dude, like, there's, there's so many good guys in there, you know, and then in the big boy weight class, you know, the one that Gordon Ryan's in, you know, he could definitely win it, you know, you know, you know what's really interesting, too, because, you know, Keenan's been out training with Donner Death Squad, and just recently, a lot of the ADCC guys went and did uh, one of the bigger IBJJF tournaments just recently for basically like a bunch of tune-up matches, but a lot of ADCC competitors were there. And uh, Gordon was actually there coaching Keenan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, saw that. I saw that, yeah. And then they and they were talking. He to won, him. like, yeah, the Pan Ams or, or Yeah, so whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. Some sort of fucking no, IBJJF no-gi tournament. I forget which one it was. But, um, but yeah, and uh, I guess they asked uh, Donaher, um are you going to be coaching Keenan at ADCC? He said, yeah, he's, he'll probably be back and forth. He'll be coaching Keenan. And they come out and court, coach Gordon. And they could end up, if, I think they're two, are they two separate weight classes? I think so. They're, yeah, I think Gordon's a little bit. Keenan's a pretty good sized dude, though. He, he's not little. He's real tall and lanky and obviously pretty fit. So he's pretty heavy. He's heavier than you'd think, you know. Um, but they could face each other. I think only if Keenan did the absolute. Can't remember how it played out. I, I was looking at it, but dude, there's gonna be so many good matches. Then you got Super Fight. There's a uh, Galvao and Felipe Pena. Yeah, kind of some old dogs going at it. You know, again, part of me wants to root for Galvao. Yeah, I think I'd have to. I want to see him fucking smash Pena. Yeah, just because he's GB. I'd rather see the Altos guy fucking right. Yeah, yeah, just re- wrestle fucking dead. <laughs> dude. Yeah, man, dude, he's a fucking legend too. Yep, I mean, it's like you want to see him. If anything, I like to see him go out on top. I'm not saying this would be his last one, but you'd have to think because he's kind of he's retired from competing. Yeah, like, for the like most part. Just he'll, he'll come out for these big super fights. And right? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's uh, I would I'd have to guess he's probably getting near the end of his ADCC super fight mm-hmm. career as well. So, but uh, yeah, no man, I uh, I'll be interested to see what happens mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much I'll just it might be, be even at uh, next week at Grumpy Guy and Drilling I might have my iPad on the side of the mat with ADCC matches going that's fine good I'll be yeah. drilling what I see that's the best <laughs> way yeah I like that move come here we'll try that part of me just hope I, I think there's a couple in a smaller weight class there's a couple 10th uh, Planet guys you know like uh, I don't know if Boogie's in it but the, the yeah. other Geo yeah I think he's in there 
But I don't think there's very many 10th Planet guys this time. I think everybody's kind of, you know, this might be a little rude to say, but a lot of 10th Planet, like, a lot of what they do is kind of parlor tricks. I, I hate to say it, but yeah. it, it really is. It's just kind of funky shit. And once people figure out the secrets to that, like, you don't, it get, they figure out the answers to it. And then it's not, like, really good, solid, fundamental jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It's fucking kind of parlor tricks. And then once you find the answers to it, like they, yeah. they got to go back to the drawing board. Their top yeah. practitioners, I bet, would be successful under, like, Marcelo Garcia or... Right. Like, exactly. You, you know what I mean? You put fucking Boogie and Geo in his gym at and a different, still and be fucking killers. Yeah. They're, they're, they're good athletes. Right. And so, I, I yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that their system is... Uh, it's it a good has, system. It has good points, but an over-reliance on it, especially if you don't have, like, the freaky athleticism mm-hmm. to back it up... Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean because you're not. It's I mean, not, I'm not dogging it, but I just, no. that's just my opinion yeah. of it. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not good, solid, well, fundamental mean, jiu-jitsu, no. man. And you, I would say too, just on that same note, like I mean, and this is a separate thing, but just on the same vein of like you know, like the leg lock thing is not you know has changed, right? Like things change. Mm-hmm. Like like you know, the tenth planet system at one point was like holy shit ahead like, of the curve. They were they were ahead of the curve with a lot of the stuff. And then, you know, the curve moves on. And same thing with, you know, the leg lock stuff. The, the, uh, it's, it's just, you're, it's still important, but man, there was a point where it was like, you know, holy shit, leg locks are just like the future of jujitsu. And, and you know, you know what I mean? Like we didn't, it just, it seemed like that. It was like, they were leg lock guys were just running through fucking everyone for the most part, you know, at, at one point. But then people figured it out, mm-hmm. and they started to figure out like, oh, you know, maybe Vinny Magalhaes is right, right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, in there too, man. Yeah. Right. I hope he does good. You know, that's the thing with ADCC too. It's it's really wrestling heavy. Right. It's wrestling with it's, submission. It's really wrestling heavy tournament. The rule yeah. the rule set kind of dictates it to, in that direction. Penalize the pull guard. Yeah. So the the no points for the first five minutes. I mean, there, there is like uh, PJ Barch comes from the tenth planet system, but yep. he he was. I believe at least a junior college, if not like a D one level wrestler, like the fucking kid can wrestle. Or right, can wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, but I don't even know if he's in it. But if he was, I could see him being more successful than because not a lot of the tenth planet guys come from a very real good wrestling background. Right, the guys that have a real solid wrestling background, or they spend a lot of time honing those wrestling skills, or have a little more of a advantage just because of the rule set. Yeah, so that's another thing, but. Anyways, I'm Paul. It's cool, man. Did you listen to that uh, interview, the Matt Byrne podcast with Mo? I did not. I saw it. I saw it pop up on my feed, but I didn't. Yeah, know. it was pretty interesting. Was it? Yeah, I mean, he's the guy running right. ACC, so it was. Uh, yeah, you'll enjoy it, man. He had some like funny stories about uh, just dealing with different people. Dude, what was one, man? I forget. Somebody fucking got mad one year and just stripped down naked and then walked off the mat. Paige Pano. No, Jeff Monson. That was Jeff Monson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mighty got mad in his match with Pedro Pano. I don't remember, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, whatever it was. It was Jeff Monson. Yeah, I remember that. He was just like running down. He was like, this was, you know, here, all right, what's the, here, chronologically, this was the most ridiculous moment, and then this was the most yeah. ridiculous moment. And he was I like, remember that moment, dude. Yeah. I was pretty early in my jiu-jitsu career when that happened. I was like white belt Rob or blue belt Rob. I remember he that was, happening. Yeah, that was funny. He was like, and he didn't get banned. He's like, you know, we don't ban people. There were, like, some dude, I guess, had uh, 
fucking uh, what the fuck something like trying to get in the show and then like he wouldn't let him in so he told him to like suck his dick like DMing back with Mo and Mo's <laughs> like that's it you're banned he's like you know congratulations you're probably the only dude that's ever been banned in ADCC he's like you know fucking Jeff Munson walked off the it kept coming back up later on he's like see we didn't even ban Jeff Munson for walking off naked in the middle of a match man <laughs> like it's really hard to get banned from ADCC so <laughs> oh man it's such a cool thing you know if you how it came about too it was just I forget the Sheik's name who was just a combat sport or grappling nut yeah who started it and he just had a shit ton of money well apparently and, he did You like he went to school in San Diego mm-hmm. Mo was telling the story that he went to school in San Diego and he was doing jujitsu there and no one knew who he was and he just started out he was a white belt sweeping the mats no one, no one had any fucking clue who he was Sheik and worth no, a fucking trillion yeah, dollars yeah he wouldn't he, he was just like he just did it but he like fell in love with jujitsu and the whole thing, and that was it. And then when he graduated, and he goes back home, and he's like, you know, hey, I don't have any training partners. Right. Let's just fly all we'll the fucking, best guys in the world. Yeah, out here yeah. To train with me. Comes back in, balling like, hey, you know, remember me? <laughs> like, yeah, I got a few dollars. I want to <laughs> take this jujitsu thing back home. And uh, yeah, that's cool. And and it is. It's like a charity for jujitsu. I mean, yep. they do not make money on it. They lose money on the whole thing. It's just he doesn't give a fuck because he just appreciates nothing. it he wants to see the best yeah. grapplers in the world yep yeah yeah so that is cool to like have an organization that literally that's their that's their focus find out who's best yeah that's it there's yeah. no money money you know there's, there's no bottom line worried about it's like 16 best grapplers in each weight division and get after it I guess that Orlando do you know who Orlando Sanchez is uh, big bald headed uh, guy huge motherfucker he, he's a GB guy he's been in the ADCC a few times now yeah. at least I mean at least once if not a couple three times and I mean he's not one of my favorite grapplers to watch anything but <laughs> I guess he's walking around with 325 pounds right now he's always been a guy who's got a big belly on yeah. him but I don't know if he's just been on some sort of bulking phase <laughs> or whatever but yeah he's I guess he's like 325 coming into ADCC oh, man wow <laughs> what do you do with that I mean, that's like the Buchecha division, you know, because Buchecha's a big son of a bitch, too. But yeah, three, like 325 pounds. And he's, I mean, a high-level black belt of jiu-jitsu. Like, yeah. what the fuck do you do with that? I don't know. That would be interesting. <laughs> That'd be interesting to see. figure something out. Yeah, I mean, he's never won it. I think he's taking silver or something. Yeah. But, so people find the answer. Yeah. It ain't ever easy. No, no, no. <laughs> huh. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. relying on your... Uh, your size or anything yep. but uh huh yeah no it'll be uh interesting to see how it plays out you'll have to keep me updated I'll oh, forget uh, about it and then you'll tell me that's right we'll be watching it during drawing we'll be watching it yeah that's Saturday right. no man yeah Kelly's gonna be gone all week all week coming back next Monday going out to Hawaii to visit her, her dad so it's uh yeah it's cool Glad she gets to go out and yeah. hang out, see your dad, and hang with her brother, go surfing. It's, uh, you know, she's, it, it's it's nice that her family, uh, you know, does, like, I don't know, they that they do stuff like that. It's uh, that they still enjoy each other's company and have something like surfing that they do together. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's one thing I'll, I'll definitely, you know, say like with my family you know we never really had that activity that we 
did together that was like, you know, we could do, you know, all the way through that mm-hmm. kind of kept us, you know, that, that touchstone thing. And so it's easy if you don't have that to, uh, you know, it's hard to stay uh, as engaged, I guess. Does her dad still surf? I know yeah. Has, you know, does he? Yeah, yeah, it's man. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's probably, what, mid-60s? I would just yeah. guess. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, at least. Yep. Know. Oh, no, he still gets out there. Hell Craig yeah, dude. That's awesome. Surfs and golfs. That's all he does. His movement vocabulary is pretty limited. <laughs> but within those things... He's good. He's got it still going on, man. That's awesome. So, I mean, even, he's been doing it all his life. So, and surfing's one of those things that... I mean, yeah, it's physically demanding, but you can, you know, you're not, you don't got to go out there and like surf, surf the, the norm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's, you can go out there and have a mellow time and have fun. So it's something that you can do for a long time. Yeah. Like into your old age for sure. It's like jujitsu, you know, it doesn't have to be, it may change over time. Uh, you know, I mean, shit that happens with everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you can still do it. So, but yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm glad she gets a chance to go out there and and uh, do that with them. Hell yeah! So, yeah. Speaking of family, my family's coming out in a couple weeks, like the first weekend in October. Oh, that's right. And my mom, my dad, my sister, my two little nieces, my brother. My brother's family's not coming because he's just dropping in for a couple of days. My brother's actually coming and staying with me. You're going to have, like, a dinner and then, like, invite select people over to meet the family? Uh, no. It's, <laughs> it's not going down. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if you're going to make it easy on me to meet everybody. Nope. But no, all right. I'm going to nope. have to track them down and embarrass We might you. do so. We'll have to see. I guess because, like, my brother's flying in for a real short period. Like, he's getting in on Friday. And I don't know if there's, like, some sort of family activity we got to do Friday night. Because they're coming in for my niece's wedding yeah, yeah, on Saturday night. So right. that goes down on Saturday. So I don't know if there's something on Friday night we got to do as some sort of family function. And then I know Saturday's taking off. Yeah. Saturday's the whole wedding and reception deal. And then, yeah. shoot, my brother flies back out, like, Sunday morning. Huh. He's just popping in popping out. Yeah. But, so. <laughs> and the whole Eikhoff clan's coming to Colorado. It's awesome, man. They've been here before. Uh, yeah, my mom and dad. When we moved out here, they actually helped us move out here. They drove out here with us. Um, my brother. Yeah, I think my brother's been here once, like early on, or so you know, ten years ago or so, if I remember right. I think he has. My sister's never been out here. Hmm. I don't even think my sister's ever been to Colorado. My little nieces, they're like nine and ten or somewhere yeah. in that ballpark. They've never been out here. Oh, so it'd be right cool they could see the yeah. mountains. You know, they've they've never seen the mountains before. So yeah, how long are they staying? They're gonna they're gonna be in town for like a week. Oh, cool. They actually rented a condo up in uh, Vale or Beaver Creek, Avon. Wow. Okay. So so that, I mean, there's that way they're staying someplace nice. So are they like staying here? And yeah, like going up there yeah, half the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, I mean the. They're going to be, like, here in Junction for a couple of days for the wedding yeah. activities, but then after that, yeah. they'll go up and hang out in the mountains for the rest of the week. It's fucking cold. That's not too cold up there yet. It, 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 did, it did snow. Look at you, dude. You've lived in Colorado long enough to know how quick this shit changes. Ah, I keep an eye on the weather, buddy. No, I know, I know. It's not too bad. It's not going to be warm, though. No, it's just, I mean, it's still up, you know, up in the higher elevations. They're getting a little bit of frost. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, they're not gonna be, you know, worried about blizzards, but no. they're not gonna be walking around in like short sleeves. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm up in the mountains every day, still working in short sleeves and shorts. That's you, though, man. Yeah. 
full training. Yeah, that's right. So no character building, but yeah. What's it uh, like up in Old Tyride? What's the it's beautiful right now? Yeah, it's just so nice up there. Most of the tourists have gone home. Right, <laughs> temperature's nice. It's mild, you know. And most of the days it's like sixties, fifties, sixties. Oh, nice. Sunny, you know, it's Colorado. Yeah, yeah. It, it's getting it gets chilly at night, but it's still not getting much below freezing up there. Right. Not yet. You know, yeah. give it another couple weeks. Huh. Oh, so cool. it's yeah. this is a real nice time. I mean, fall and spring are so nice in Colorado. Yeah, I know, man. Beautiful, it's, it was so nice today. I, I got to get out for a ride this week. Yeah. Somehow figure out how I'm going to fit that in around Kelly being gone and getting the kids. Yes. I'm going to have to put my schedule, like make sure I put a reminder on my phone to pick up Z every day. <laughs> <laughs> you I got sole responsibility, sole parenting responsibility yeah. for the week. Yeah. I'm, you know, kind of looking forward to it. It'll be fun. We'll have some fun. You know, dad's always... I'm not mom, so I gotta cut some corners here and there. That's right. So I was telling Kelly, she's like, "Oh, you know, I gotta find some stuff for you to cook." And I'm like, "Look, I don't know what that means. It's like steaks, <laughs> hot dogs, and eating out, right? That's like that's right. what cooking is. That's what dad does. That's what dad does. So let's not overcomplicate these things. And don't be giving me any recipes. I can sort this out. Oh, I know. That's why I was. She was like, "I'm gonna go to the store and get some food for you to make dinners," and I was like. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? What, what kind of work are you getting me into? Right, right, right. Peeling and chopping yeah. shit? Like, what are we talking I just about? I want to make sure. Like, what are you? What is your idea of getting me food to make dinners? <laughs> I just, you know, want to make sure. And then she, anyways, it was funny though, because it's like, look, without some context, like, I don't know whether to be happy or a little apprehensive or what. So, what do you mean? So yeah, that's when I was like, hot dogs and steaks and eating out. So she's like, well, okay, that's fine here. I got this down. And so we got dinners going. She's going to the store to get me some food lined up. Nice. She said she wants to set me up for success. It's good. Yes. Yeah. She's looking out for you. I know, yeah. They got boxes of mac and cheese on sale at City Market right now. That and some bratwurst. Yeah. It's good. Some bratwurst is good. Bratwurst and mac and cheese. Yeah. It's not a bad meal. It's not a bad meal. Sounds like a dad meal. Man, mac and cheese is a lot of work. <laughs> pull that Shiloh can make it mac and cheese. If not, she needs to know how to she, make she, mac and cheese. It's true. She can, uh, she can boil. She makes rice for us. Yeah. She stays home from jiu-jitsu. We're like, all right, the trade-off is you got to make the rice. So when we get home, it's ready it's to ready. eat. Don't got to do that. But, uh, yeah, no, it'll be, uh, we'll survive. I don't think that she'll come back and the kids will be starving. You know, let them watch some scary movies. My dad always used to, that was one of my dad things. Like, he would let me watch movies and stuff that my mom wouldn't let me watch. Right. You know, like scary movies. That's how I got into, like, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris movies. It was always Chuck Norris movies, man. And that day, oh, yeah, let's put on Delta Force. <laughs> I'd be five years old watching Chuck Norris, watching around fucking people up. So then I'd go try to jump kick my sister and then I get in trouble <laughs> maybe that's what it is maybe letting them watch Rambo wasn't a good idea sometimes I let Z watch some of those things it's nostalgic for me hell yeah it's fucking like you know educational for him unfortunately yeah, he sees it differently oh that's how you do that <laughs> so uh, no I mean it's funny the scary movie thing it's funny you mentioned that Shiloh and her uh, matter of fact way told me the other day she's like I think I'm going to be ready to watch a scary movie in October she's preparing herself yes I'm like really she's what like, kind of level scary like, I don't know she's like yeah isn't that when all the scary movies come out and around Halloween time and I'm like 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's scary movies that you can watch all the time, but yes, Halloween. It's kind of this time of Halloween year. is definitely the time yeah. of year when the scary movies are. I have no clue, man. What... Dude, I like scary movies. I'll have to preview some because that was actually what's funny is I kind of been thinking about that lately. I actually watched Rob Zombie movie last night. You don't want to want her to watch one of those. No. Those are pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> those are a little much for a 14 year old brain. Uh, but I'll check out the. Um, the newer version of Halloween that came out yeah. in like 2018, you know, the old Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll watch that and see if that's kid acceptable. I'm sure you it's know, not. Uh, I'm sure know. for her, the original Halloween would be like, you know, maybe right there. That might be a good one for her. To see, but I don't know, it's weird because I was, I was actually thinking about this is, so when it comes to scary movies, like, when it, the closer it gets to reality and your brain thinks that it might happen, then it gets a little bit freakier. When it's really weird and twisted, you like can you can disassociate. Killer from outer space. Yeah, we were watching yeah. that last night. I was watching uh, this, Rob, the one I was watching last night. It's called, the title of the movie is 31, just like the numbers, 31. 31, a.k.a. 31, like spelled out. That's a weird-ass name. It is a fucked-up movie. It is good, but it is fucked up. But it, it's so like just like out there and just violent is all get out. Like it's not scary, you know. It doesn't make you jump just because like you're just expecting fucked up shit to constantly happen through the movie. So you're like, all right, right. I mean, it's a little weird, but it's not scary. But like you watch Halloween to where some mass dudes like sneaking up on you. You open your closet and he's got a fucking machete coming at you. To me, those ones are scarier. Huh. So I don't know. I hear what you mean. I, I know. You see you what I'm saying? Like yeah, like the ones that are like a little over the top. We're like, all right. Okay. Like God, what was the one, dude? That was one that I actually got in trouble uh, for because the store that I worked at, I liked the movie so much, I, I borrowed the movie and like just kind of kept it and didn't <laughs> have it. Um, God, what was it, man? It was some cheesy ass old school horror movie. But yeah, I know what you mean. They were. It was just like so like over the top. That you're just like, all right, this is you know this isn't even scary. This is kind of ridiculous. But um, now for me, it's more just like the 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 how realistic is like the gore, because mm-hmm. like that's where I think because uh, like for Z watching the face melt in Indiana Jones freaked him out. Yeah, you know. So for like Shiloh, that's not a big deal. But you know, watching some really realistic like graphic thing happen versus like more of the psychological type thing like mm-hmm. the old school where it's like you don't really see it or you see it you know it's just implied it's like implied it's... or it's not like over the top like graphic mm-hmm. but it's more like yeah it's scary well that. That, that's what I'm wondering about the newer Halloween the remake there or I guess I don't it's not a remake it's kind of like a sequel uh I don't know. That's why I'll watch it. I don't know if the. I think it's more the implied type stuff. I don't there's think no it's. Way. I don't think it's super graphic. There's no way. You don't think so? In this generation of Saw, there's no fucking way. Yeah. See, I don't think it's on the same. No, no, it's not the same. I just mean that like Saw raised the bar of just so that even like what people consider to be like not. Hey, this is a psychological thriller. Uh-huh. It's like no, no, no. Like, that used to be, like, really graphic over, you know, the top stuff. Yeah, they, stuff. Did, they did change. Yeah, the genre changed. Yeah. And just as, as the ability for them to represent the gore. And that's what Saw was, really. Yeah. It was just like, hey, 
we can do this. Let's do let's it. Let's do it, yeah. Yeah, if we're going to do it, like, let's get fucking, let's go after it. And, uh, and you know, it's just, the technology has changed. It's, you know, you watch shit, and, you know, the, like, cheesy old 80s movies, and everything, it's like a puppet, or like, clay, like, they had to physically do it. And there's only so much you can do with that with makeup and stuff. But back then, I dude, I was freaked out. I remember watching Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, that freaked me out when I was like, kid. I, I dug it, dude. I've always liked scary movies, and I still to this day like them. Yeah. I, I really like them. It's a cool job. I like them. I just, what, for me, I'll be honest, I don't like movies that are just like over-the-top gory. Like, yeah. you know, if, like to me, it's almost like, uh, like, you know, just like gangster rap that just cusses just constantly constantly it's just like all right come on man like we need a little artistic (laughs) vision here you know blood for the sake of blood is cool but eventually like we need a story here you know um because yeah but uh yeah but you know but there's something to that like seeing like oh fuck dude what is that like there's that you know the the car wreck thing you, you don't want to see it but, but you can't you help but take a look what, so what the, what kind of movie are you thinking for Shadow? what do you think well I mean I, it's funny you mentioned that I think like the original Halloween or something like in that like that vein um like maybe even like you know dude like an old Friday the 13th like those are Nightmare, the Nightmare on Elm Street the Freddy Krueger ones man Friday Nightmare on Elm Street may be a hair much but see I, th- I wonder being that it's so old and the, and the the effects, special effects, are so crappy nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, they were great. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I have to rewatch. Yeah, it. I'd have to I, I'm just, it. I'm just thinking back to like my, because you remember, like Friday Thirteenth came first, and the Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. So like the, the the technology, the horror technology had advanced. Right. You know the the original uh, Friday the Thirteenth. You know the one before they even had Jason. It was his fucking mom that was doing all the killing. You know, like that was. That's almost like cheesy, mm-hmm. you know. Like it was scary that psychologically, but it was almost like cheesy as well. And so that's why I think like those early Friday the Thirteenth had that cheesy element, and they just they weren't like they were a little gory, but not like that the over the top style. But then like Nightmare on Elm Street, man, was like I think that one was fucking significantly scarier. That one scared me. Dude, that fucked was, with your head. I, know, I was. Yeah, I'd have to look at the dates when that came out, but I remember watching that being about 12 years old or so. That fucked me up. But I always dug it. Like, I didn't mind. I remember once I got to about 12, 13, like, I always thought nightmares were kind of cool. Because I'd wake up and I, I was able to disassociate. I'd wake yeah. up and be like, oh, I'm good. You know, yeah, I'm at home, yeah. my mom and dad are here, I'm cool, I'm at, no big deal. But it, it take, that takes a little practice. It does. You, know, it, you gotta understand, because you're gonna, I, I like watching a scary movie that's good enough to give me some nightmares. Even as an adult, even now, dude, I'm like, oh, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like, I'll start it, like, oh, that was good. Dude, I remember, uh, it's, it's funny, man, like, probably, because uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of horror movies lately, and one of the reasons, like, Kill It is not like yeah. horror movies, so it's just not a whole lot of opportunities, but, dude, the, uh, the Blair Witch Project, the original Blair eh, Witch Project. You like that? Man, like, I mean, did you see it when it originally yeah, came when out? when it first came out. I mean, it was different, right? Because, yeah. I mean, remember, like, you didn't know. You did not know if this was, like, real or not. Like, looking back, it seems ridiculous, right? right. In the world that we live in today, it's like, get the fuck out of here. How did you not know that that was fake? But, like... At the time. You didn't know, man. The internet and Snopes and all that shit was not what it is today. And, like, they did a really good job with the rumor. 
And like the thing that like messed me up was I was living uh, with my grandparents at the time for the summer and they had a house by a lake in the woods. <laughs> and so I remember, man, like walk in, there was a stretch from their house to the the road and across the road was uh, the like the lake and the dock and stuff. And from the road on was lit up. But man, that was a stretch. A little like long <laughs> driveway through the woods. It was fucking dark. And man, I, it never bothered me before. Then I saw that fucking movie. Got you thinking. And God damn it. I was pissed at myself too. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. you're like, I know better. Right. But dude, I can't stop thinking. Like, dude, there's something that was fucking... Like, what's that sound? Yep. Like, dude, if something makes a sound right now, like, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, my lizard brain is going crazy. And you know it. You know it. It's happening, man. But I hate, like, I hate to admit it, but man, I was like, you know. I love that feeling. That's why, I, that's part of why I like scary movies, yeah. man. I, I, yeah, I'm the same way, dude. It's so hard to find, like, I always end up having to watch them by myself because not too many right. people like them. Right, yeah. You know, so, like you said, finding the opportunity to watch them, like, it's not easy, you know, but. Yeah, they're fucking good. I wonder. I wonder if it. Remember the original it? You know Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the the art the, yeah. the 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 Antarctic Research Station. Yeah. Yeah, that one was a good one. Yep. That was a good one, dude. Maybe just like go back even old school and take her to fucking the creature from the Black Lagoon. No, that's that's <laughs> that, that'd be like comical. That wouldn't even man, be well, scary. Like, you dude. gotta know your history though, man. You start from the classics. Yeah. Creatures, fucking the old Dracula and Frankenstein movies. Those, I don't even, you know, those are just kind of classics now. It's hard to believe no, they weren't even those. scary movies. Yeah, I know. They, but, right. so anyways, we'll figure it out. Hopefully she likes them. It's a cool genre of movies to get into. It is. Yeah, as long as you just go in knowing not real they're not I'm saying real. this out loud for you Shiloh so if you listen to this podcast like as long as you just enjoy it they're not real boom you can just be done with it and just yeah. enjoy being scared like it's alright to be scared yeah and then know that you'll have to deal with some keep you know side effects later yeah you, you might have some calm. nightmares but that, that's part of the entertainment part of the entertainment that's a gift that keeps on giving that's right that's right you gotta <laughs> learn to control those bad boys that's right yeah that is right man so well we'll see Kill it, come back, and we'll see what will have transpired. Of course, I'll do, I'll do a little research. I, I want to watch. I almost watched <laughs> the new Halloween, the newer Halloween last night, but I, I decided to go with Rob Zombie because I, I really yeah. like his movies. Yeah, they're I mean they're violent, gory. Like the Devil's out of all of them I've seen, I like the Devil's Rejects the best. That's a good one. It's it's over the top, but it's awesome. But this one was pretty violent. It's pretty good. Yeah, I queued up Halloween. I think they had it on like. Hulu on HBO add-on or something, so I put that in my watch list. Dude, I used to watch those shit. Like, remember the fucking The Hills Have Eyes? Oh yeah, dude, that's a good one. <laughs> that is that's that's kind of that's a good one, man. Dude, that might be a that's good a one to freaky go with. One. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was a little on that borderline of like almost like so ridiculous. Right, but it but could it was, be real if you let freaky. if you let your mind go a little yep. bit. You're like, oh, that might happen. You know, oh, shit, that's right. I man. wonder if that holds up because that movie's kind of old now. That's yeah. that's got to be 15 years old. Yeah. If not more. I'm sure it does, man. Yeah. I mean, just no, going into it knowing it is what it is. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Dude, it's funny how many old ass horror movies. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. I know. I got a bunch in my mind that I remember watching. I can't remember the fucking names of them. Yeah. Just like, you have to go Google it, pull them up, go IMDB, and yeah. you'll start remembering them. That's what I was doing last night. I was playing some video games, and I was like, you know what? I want to watch a scary-ass movie. 
And then so then I just, boom, I jumped on Netflix, started searching, and then Amazon. I was like, okay, where do I find it? Oh, here we go. And I found a bunch of them. But, yeah. That is funny, man. <clears throat> so, yeah, I actually got the, I signed up for the Xbox Live thing so I could play the uh, the new Gears of War. It's like part of the, but so I could get two months for $2. Mm-hmm. And so instead of going out and buying it for 60 bucks, I can just play it. But I saw your sniper game. Sniper Elite? Yep, is on there. Sniper Elite 4 or something yep, like that, that, isn't it? That's what I'm playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's fun, yes, man. dude. He's running around Italy, like, shooting fascists. Yep. And there's actually some of the boards. You're, you're shooting uh, organized crime boss. Nice. So you're fighting Nazis and also organized crime people. Well, uh, so it's all good. It's next when I get done with the new gears. Download that and snipe some people. It's fun. Yeah, I always like sniping, man. Even when I play like first-person shooters or whatever, even third persons, whatever, I like the, I like to have a sniper rifle in yeah. my inventory so I can just hang out and headshot people. This one's cool too because you got three separate weapons. You got a sniper rifle, you got a pistol, and then you got a machine gun. Yeah, and you can swap. You know, you can get different types of each. You can swap the machine gun out for like a shotgun. That one's fun. You got to get up close and personal. Yeah, yeah. Got some good damage to it, and just, that's fun. So if you get bored, like, oh, I want to get in and get a little more fast-paced action. Instead of staying out, sniping people, you sneak yeah. up on them. And, it's got that option, though. Yeah. I like the option. You I can like at least, option. like, thin them out from yep. a distance, and then maybe go in and mop up a yep. few people. Exactly. Yeah. I, dude, I had so much fun, because I'll set traps. <laughs> like, okay, I'll take out a couple from the distance so I can sneak up into, like, a little stronghold, a little base, and then I'll sneak into that. And I set up trip mines, and I always get a kick out of that. So then, I, <laughs> so then I, I get them to come in after me, and I kill them with the trip mines and shit. It's so fun. <laughs> That's funny. It's man. awesome. Yeah, it is interesting how uh, much joy you take out of um, electronic destruction. It is. Death. It, but it never gets old. No, it doesn't. It never gets old. I'm fucking forty years old. Last night I was doing that. I was killing people with trip mines, and I was like, no, I want to watch a horror movie. So <laughs> I watched the Rob Zombie movie. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Awesome. Then my mind was warped by about ten o'clock at night. I was like, "All right, I watched it Rob Zombie movie and just went right to bed." You're trying to sleep after that. That's funny. So, and speaking of which, um, so I have to preface this with like yes. just saying up front, like, "Yes, you were right." But uh, so I got a chili pad. Oh, nice! And it's fucking awesome. But you were right. You need the Uller system. And so, like, I have, I'm gonna get one of those. I'm actually returning it to get the Uller system. How, so how come? Because having the ability to set that thing to warm up in the morning is key. I bet it's it's not really even optional, and it's it's hard to describe. But like, it's man, one like it's definitely worth it. Like the chili pad, even if it, you just get the chili pad, like that's that that little minor inconvenience. Uh, is minor, right? Like, you got a remote on it. Mm-hmm. If you wake up and you're like, oh, man, I wish it was a little warmer, you just hit the thing and, you know, you're good to go. Um, but, yeah, man, it's it's really nice. And it's it's interesting because of the way that it's, it's, you know, cools the pad under your sheet. And so it's not air blowing on you. So, no. like, you set the temperature to 65, and it's not like having 65-degree air blowing on you. It's like, it's just... It's what is it water running through the pad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's uh, um, and so it's basically literally like just maintaining the temperature under the covers. Yep. And so it just keeps your body heat from like fucking skyrocketing. 
And man, I have not woken up hot once. Like that is like I, at least the worst. You wake up in the middle of the night, sweating, sweating, and you're hot. Yeah. And once you're hot, like you can't go back to fucking sleep. No, you're, you're, you're gonna have to fucking get up and like let the bed cool off and let yourself you drink cool a water off, or something, do something like, before yeah. you get back into bed. And it's yeah. the worst. And dude, that does not happen with that thing. That is gone. I knew, I knew that thing would be a game changer. Fucking game changer, yeah. man, for sure. And so, but I have consistently woken up at about six o'clock in the morning and I'm not cold, right? Like it's, it, I'm not sitting there like, oh, I'm cold. I'm just like, okay, this isn't comfortable anymore. You know, this temperature is not comfortable. Like I wish I was just a little, the, the temperature is a little higher and then I'll set it to 70 and then I'll go back to sleep. You know, I got my alarm set for seven. And it's fucking perfect. It's like, it's it's cool. And so like, I know that if I could just set it at like around, you know, Start. 545, six o'clock to raise up to 70, 75, then it would, uh, you'd wake be up great. and you'd be good. Yeah. I wouldn't have that little thing. Like I said, it's hard to describe. I'm not waking up cold. It's just not comfortable. Right. And so it's, and uh, if you have the ability to do it yeah, the other way, why not? Exactly. But like I said, if I've got the remote, then I'm like, <sighs> you know, it's fine. So, but yeah, if you can... Uh, it's funny, it's kind of, I, I was just assuming that would be nice. I have no experience. Yeah. Except for going to the website, looking at it, and almost clicking purchase and talking myself out of it. And because I thought about all those things, just like I, I talked about there last yeah. week. And it's, yep. So it wasn't too far off. Then. No, man, no. And the other thing is that it, it's self-cleaning. It uses UV light to clean itself. The other unit, the chili pad unit, you've got to get a cleaner. Mm-hmm. That they sell and like once a month put it in just to kind of de- just keep like you know the water clean or whatever. Yeah, I mean you use distilled water, but mm-hmm. you still they just suggest like cleaning it. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. For. But yeah, so this one's got a UV thing that filtration cleans it. system on it. So there. yeah, that so you don't have to do all that, and it's a little lower profile. So you're sending that one back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get the Ulu. I got the other one. It's on the way. So when nice, it gets dude. here, I'm actually, what I'm going to do is we're going to have Kiela try my chili pad unit to see what she thinks. And then uh, she might either keep that or we might order a Ulu. Oh, for so her. You, you just got one side. Yeah. Because Kelly stays, she likes it. She well, likes she says she wakes up cold. Does she? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and she and it's hilarious because she's looking at me like, I can't even imagine waking up hot. I like the, trying to imagine you <laughs> wanting this to be this cold. I, it just blows my mind. And I'm looking at her like, I can't even imagine you. Like, how do you wake up cold? You've got five blankets on you. <laughs> and so, uh, so I told her, I think that it'll help. And when she, you know, I don't think she realized that you could use it to stay warm, to stay warm. Right. You can set it to like 80, 85. Right. It goes up to like 110. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. If you sleep better warm, like yeah. you can make it. Exactly. Warm. Set it wherever you want. So we're, we're going to let her try that. Uh, and then if she likes it, we'll, like I said, decide what to do. But yeah, at the very least, I'm going to return that and get the Uller unit so I can. I'm uh, jealous. Yeah, man, you should be. Well, if I, if I wasn't getting into Alpine touring this year and having to buy a bunch of ski gear. Is that what you're getting into? I already got the skis ordered. I got Joel. Our buddy Joel gets me a good deal on bindings. Getting back so you doing like cross-country? Like, what do you well, mean? Well, so uh, Alpine uh, touring is uh, it's like downhill skis. And the bindings, they can operate just like down Alpine bindings to where your heel is clicked in. And so when you're skiing downhill, you can ski just like a regular Alpine ski. But if you want to... 
un, uh, release your heel and then your your boot functions like a cross country yeah. ski. So then if you want to trek uphill or go into some backcountry stuff, you can cross country on in, boom, lock your heel back in and you can ski. So you're not telemarking. You don't have a free heel all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I've been jonesing to get back into skiing. Nice. So like I said, I grew up skiing. I started skiing when I was like seven, eight years old. Right, and right. I did that all the way up. I just started snowboarding like five, eh, six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. And uh, I was like, you know, I want to get back into skiing. And I've always wanted to get into a touring setup, they call it, so I can get the exercise. Because like, I, yeah, I can go backcountry stuff or I can just, I can go up to the ski resort and I can, they call it skinning up. You, I can, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of riding chairlift up, I can skin up the side of the right. mountain and then, you know, ski down. So it's a hell of a workout. So sweet. So yeah, that's that's taking up a lot of funds. I don't need to be buying an Uller pad <laughs> on top of skis and yeah. bindings and boots. That, that's a, that's a bit. It's like mountain biking. Hey, I love skiing, but man, it's an expensive fucking hobby, man. Yeah, at least God you're gonna damn. do it half ass. Like yeah. you can get some decent gear. Oh yeah, you want decent gear. You don't. Yeah. You can't. You, you want to trust it. your fucking life on the cheapest shit you can no, find. You do not want to no. bargain shop when it no. comes to. That actually like cheap, light, or strong. Choose two. Yep. It's like, well, I'm not fucking rich enough to afford like light and strong. Right. So it's like it's gonna be cheap and heavy, yeah. or like you know, exactly. It's gonna have, but yeah, you gotta make some compromises. Gotta make compromises. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, how it works. But yeah, so huh? Well, cool. But when you do get your funds for it, I highly recommend it. I don't think you know if anybody listening to this is considered it or thought about it like i give it my endorsement, endorsement for sure i mean if you have issues with waking up at night because you're too hot or too cold <clears throat> like i said it's really interesting how it does it it's not blowing air on you so i've seen like the ones where they've got the jet where they're blowing air that's not good man. You just, yeah <laughs> no so no that's the way to go the uler but this time of year is so nice anyways it gets down to like 50 degrees at night, dude. I got my bedroom window like almost wide open. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. But if, dude, I sleep so good. Dude, I, I, I love I, this time Yeah, I here. can't do that. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. I haven't had to turn on the fan. Like, you usually get up in the middle of the night and have to turn on my fan because I start to get hot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's one thing she's all pumped on. She's like, you're not turning on the fan at night because that, you know, makes her cold. And uh, I'm like, no, I don't need to. Like, the bed is a perfect temperature. I'm good. And, uh, so yeah, no, it's, uh, I can't, I can't do that. But I got my blackout curtains. I got my daylight alarm. <laughs> That's got just like me. Get on the chili pad. I got the blackout curtains, daylight alarm. Oh, yeah. The daylight alarm is good. That's it good, works. dude. That's money. It works. I haven't missed it. I mean, it, it wakes you up. Yep. So surprisingly, surprisingly, especially if you do a good job of making your room dark. Yep. I, I think like that's one of the keys because it's so obvious if you're in the super dark room and all of a sudden this fucking light is there, it's like, whoa, what's, whoa. what's that light? And like, even if it takes you a second to recognize, it's like you're going to recognize like there's a light in here and I need mm-hmm. to wake up. And it seems silly as shit, but it is way better than waking up to an alarm. God, waking up to an alarm is just so violent. Yeah. Aggressive. You're just getting like, like you know, uh, yeah, like you're, you're jarring your yeah. sympathetic nervous system right off the bat. I mean, there's just like, whoa, what's going on here versus this like, you know, even if the like the light wakes you up, but it's not this like startled mm-hmm. thing where you're looking around for like, what the fuck's that noise? Like, where do I swat? Yeah, where do I turn off? that thing off, man? <laughs> it's like, oh, this is nice. Like, yeah. oh, I'm awake and the light's on and you just 
Leave it on. Yep. And then you just might lie there for a second. Like, kind of just kind of like lay there. Like, all right, I got to get up. Think about it for a second. Yeah. Dude, that's right. We were thinking about you last night. We were watching the old horror movie Love Bites. And there's a vampire in it. And he goes to go to bed. And he just did like... I wish I fell asleep like Shia that. Shia like, it's like Rob. And I'm like, yeah. And then he does the reverse. When he wakes up, just boom. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Speaking of that, I was due for some new prescription glasses, man. And so I had to go to... I went to the eye doctor today. And uh, they actually offer blue light uh, blocking coating on your yeah, lenses yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Got those coming, Got those. buddy. Nice. Yeah. Insurance pays for them, so, so it's all good. That's good, man. So I'll have blue light blocking glasses. See how that goes for you. Yeah. Also, now I got the athletic greens. I did order some. Oh, that's right. You asked me about that. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, uh, I've heard a lot about them, and I just. They're not cheap. They're not cheap, man. It's I've like at 90 them. bucks yeah. a month. So you're talking like three bucks a day. So I'm going to try it for a couple months and see. I mean, it definitely tastes good. Mm-hmm. So compared to a lot of greens powders. So, uh, yeah, I just, I got my little greens mix. I got my, the, the athletic greens and I throw, I got the Kratom bar right there. Throwing a couple scoops of white Mangda, throwing my creatine, you know, drink that down, ready to rock and roll for the morning. But, uh, so anyways, we'll see how it goes. I don't know if it's really worth $90. I'm probably going to get tired of spending that money on that. I'll just eat some vegetables. It's cheaper. It's good for you. You know what it is? So this is the, my pee stick kept telling me that my blood was, you know, too acidic or my pH was too acidic. So what I'm going to do is take this stuff for a few weeks and then I got one more pee stick. And see if it I'm going to see if it affects changes. it. And so, again, I don't know. I don't know why I'm trusting this pee stick that I don't know how accurate it is. Hey, fuck it. But that was like the one thing. It consistently was like, dude, your blood's acidic. And I'm like, yeah, I, I try to eat fruits and vegetables, but it is just like... I'm from Oklahoma, man. Vegetables are potatoes. I, you know. I see. I, I need to eat more vegetables. I, I do pretty good about it. You know, I, I change it up. Like I was eating bok choy this week. I had, yeah. and I still got some at home. And I made some Brussels sprouts for next week. I, I try to vary, but I, I should eat more. I eat more fruits. Right. I, I really like berries. My raspberries and blackberries are my jam. Like yeah. put them in with some Greek yogurt, dude. It's so good. Oh yeah, man. Fruits yeah. are good. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Nah. I mean, I eat a salad almost every day so I mean I'm definitely eating veggies I'm eating probably more than your average American but it's not as much as I know that I should be yeah I'm the same way I should be eating more for yeah sure. yeah yeah and so that's kind of the it's interesting because you know you feel fine but there are like things it's like HRV right like that's you know, so like those P-strips the Vivu P-strips it's like you know is that kind of like a little like you know metabolic you, you know, or biological HRV type thing. Like, you know, I feel okay, but could I be feeling is better? there something going on underneath the surface that, right, like is leading to something down the road? Like, because there are, like, when things physically manifest themselves, like they didn't just start yesterday. Like there was usually signs of it, you know, somewhere in the body, in the metabolism or, you know, the HRV or whatever that was signaling this was going to happen. And so, like, blood work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, getting your blood work done. Like, you, you can tell, like, oh, you've got a deficiency here. It's like, well, I feel all right. And it's like, well, you're not going to feel all right in six months if we don't fix this. And so, uh, yeah, just, um, you know, yeah, I, I guess I, my, my point is, is as we get more tools, because, like, it, it used to be like, all right, what's your body fat percentage? 
Right? That was pretty much it. It's like, it, oh, you're at a healthy body fat percentage, so you're fine. And, and then it's like, well, you're eating like shit. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm a healthy body fat percentage. Well, now you, they're like, well, you know, you can see that it, it affects hormones and, and your metabolism and other things. So like you may be like look healthy and your body fat percentage is healthy, but there's other things that you can look at. So that was my motivation really it was like, fuck, did this thing give me a window into something and, and I have a problem I need to fix and like, is this going to fix the problem? So we'll see where it leads out. me. We'll see where it leads me. Interesting. Yeah. That was my motivation. My acid pee. <laughs> I can use it as a weapon if I need to. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Never know. All right. You want to call out a rat? Maybe yeah, man. Eat. I think so. Sunday night. I want to. Oh eat. yeah, yeah. I want yeah, to get yeah. home, get Definitely. to bed. I get, my alarm goes off at five fifteen. Yeah. So. Well. So. My sleep is important. No, it is important, man. I know it's important. I was just telling motherfuckers today how important sleep is. Yeah. So that's why I'm invested in a chili pad for my sleep. Yep. So. Cool. All right. Let's call it a wrap. We'll call it a wrap. All right. Talk to you about it later. See you. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die!